Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us Uzis. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. darling, it's me, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the sassy lassie with the classy chassis. Oh, thanks for bringing me into your home. Welcome, Radical Ones, to the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. I am your host, as always, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I am joined by the movie geek himself, Rob! <laughs> hey, Ryan. Trying to give my best spooky impression because it is Halloween season. One of your favorite seasons as well. Yes, and I'm so excited that it's October. I always love talking uh, spooky and horror movies during the month. So, yes, I'm excited for this season and also this month on your show. It's going to be great. We have two movies coming out at the end of the month. That Rob has suggested, yeah. Amazing. You Okay, I know you haven't seen one of them, but you've seen Ernest, right? Oh, yes. Okay, okay. We are doing Ernest Scared Stupid, which is a classic. I so mean, good. did you rent it at Blockbuster growing up as well? Is that where you found it? That's where I used to rent this continuously at Blockbuster. No, October, November, September. <laughs> I rented it. I, I can't remember if I... Well, I, I own it on DVD now. 
but I'm wondering if that's the official DVD that I bought from the beginning of time, or did I rent it a couple of times at Blockbuster? I'm Ooh. sure I did, but I, yeah, I own the DVD. Like, it's, it's a movie that needs to <laughs> be in my collection. Good. I'm so glad to get to see it again, because it's been years. Oh, years. I watch it every year. I watch it every year. Yeah, it's, it's that good. I'm ready for that. And then we have uh, Miss Feruza Bulk. Yep herself in the worst witch so that's what's coming up at the end of the month excited to be doing both of these classic movies yes i am i'm very excited i want to say that the worst witch is currently on youtube in full form so if anybody doesn't even know what this is let alone wants to watch it before our review definitely check that out it's it's such a cute little movie and that was my first exposure to feruza bulk before the craft and return to oz so i yeah i love that movie and then yeah you want to see a young tim curry oh my god and it's got her in it so of course we gotta do it (laughs) <laughs> the bane of my existence, <laughs> Veruza. <laughs> okay, so Rob, so we are doing Elvira today, but I just didn't want to do Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, that everybody else usually does. And nothing wrong with that. I know we're probably going to definitely get to that at one point here as well. But to make it a little different, there is a 1993 unaired TV pilot for a show that was going to be called The Elvira Show. And I asked Rob to do it for this week. And I'm so excited to get his take on it because I know this man is an Elvira fan as well. I feel like this would have been an amazing TV show. There was so much potential in this one episode. Well, I would have to say it depends which channel it was going to air on. <laughs> because I think that this show has a very specific audience. I don't know if this would have reached widely to like families and children. I mean, this was definitely a little adult oriented. It comes off a little bit like Married with Children in a way. As that far is as what I thought as well. Humor, yes. As as far as its humor, and while that show it was very successful, it does involve sort of everyday people. When we're dealing with specific witches in this one. The pilot definitely has potential. I think that I would need to have seen two or three more episodes to kind of be at the level that you're at. But (laughs) I think any fan of Elvira would have appreciated this show back in the 90s. It was CBS, by the way. So no, 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 no. That would have gotten canceled. I don't care what era. This show would not succeed on CBS. I cannot believe they tried to do this on CBS now. So, but evidently the pilot was shot under a different, I guess, a president of CBS and it was supposed to be picked up. And then there was another president that said he hated the blatant sexual talk and, you know, and all those and remarked that he wasn't picking it up. Which is literally what Elvira is. I mean, there was absolutely nothing different in her personality. She wasn't a woman playing a character. She was playing herself. And this is who she is. This is what she does. This is where the puns and the jokes and the quick one-liners come in it's through her sexuality so that again that's so surprising that it even made to get it, it made it to the point of getting filmed when 
clearly this is exactly what you should have expected, you know? You know what I think it would have been good on? Maybe an MTV at the time? If maybe. anything, something, yeah, you're right. Something maybe not along the lines of a CBS. I will say, though, having, I call her, I'm just going to say Mona, Catherine Hellman in as the aunt, I kind of thought grounded it a little in a family-esque for as much as you could say for it but <laughs> it well yeah it had a little bit of a bewitch thing going on i mean she clearly pulled off a little bit of an andora you know with the red hair and the eccentrics and you know she obviously is proud of being a witch while elvira is sort of under the radar just like you know samantha so it yeah I, I i get the duality of it and i think it was also needed i but i also think she was a little censored i mean this was definitely a sitcom but it felt too sitcom and i am trying to channel myself in that era versus looking at it today. Yes, yeah i'm really trying to do that because i i don't know i even think that she was a little neutered a little bit in this just in the because i know i know katherine hellman you know from who's the boss and like overboard like she has a mouth and yeah. i think that she had some sass but I just, I don't know, there was something a little bit about the writing that just felt very, very formulaic to where I, I don't think both strengths were used in this pilot. That's why I was like, I want to see like a few more episodes. You know what it is? I think I'm just so disappointed with a lot of TV comedy sitcoms nowadays. And I love those early 90s sitcoms and just having a feel of, oh my God, we could have had Elvira on a weekly thing, or at least a season. Even if this was picked up, Rob, it probably would have lasted a season, maybe. Well, maybe more, who knows? To sum up what we saw, this pilot is also available on YouTube free of charge. Thank you, whoever uploaded this fabulous Lost to Time pilot. Basically, it is Elvira has moved to Manhattan, Kansas. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> of all the places. I know. With her wacky aunt Minerva and their talking cat. Okay, so first off, what do you think about the black talking wisecracking cat? Does that remind Remind you about any other sitcom that might have come later? Uh, Jombie, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Playhouse, which has that's not the only tie to Playhouse, by the way. That's in this episode. The voice of of the cat, I forget the cat's name. It was Renfield. Renfield it was is played by you know John uh, Paragon, who voice who does Jombie on Pee Wee's Playhouse. So the voice is there, and yeah. But here's the thing with the cat: like Sabrina actually made the cat move and talk in the way of the voice this cat literally was just sitting there wagging a tail i was like i look i get it it's a pilot you do with the budget you you got i was just like really <laughs> i did love that that cat just sat on this set it looked like it knew this house it loved it it was so relaxed like rob said it did nothing it just sat there but was it because it was supposed to be a witch thing that due to budget reasons i'm sure but only witches could hear the cat well break out the champagne and little frisky that's enough out of you you nasty old cat hey you heard renfield talk yes so? Only a witch can hear animals' thoughts. Hedge, you're one of us! Yeah, yeah, they put that in the plot that, you know, you are definitely of witch descent or have powers if you can hear animals' thoughts. <laughs> so the fact that she even said thoughts makes sense for the cat not moving its mouth. You know, nobody can hear him because he's not actually talking. He's just thinking it, and therefore witches can hear it. So they've explained that, but it's just like... <laughs> 
<laughs> Rob needs a little more. He wants a little more oomph. I know. Yeah. But that was Jombie. I thought that was really cool. That the, is really something. So the other tie-in is basically uh, the woman that we see in the beginning when we get Elvira trying to, oh, you know, yes. tell someone's fortune. So she meets with this woman, Lorraine, and she hints that, oh, there's going to be a man in your life in the future, but you need this love potion. And Lorraine is played by Lynn Marie Stewart, who is Miss Yvonne on Playhouse. Oh my god. Didn't see it, did you? (laughs) And she also was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. She had a cameo playing the nun on the Hollywood set. So, yeah, I mean, this had Pee Wee's Playhouse written all over it. (laughs) I'm seeing something. Is it a man? Well, I'll be darned. It is. Do you know a Bill? No. How about a Bob? No. Uh, Jack? No. Mike? No. You don't know anybody named Mike? No. Girl, you got to get out of the house more. If you're going to make Elvira be a family sitcom in a quote unquote, they had to do something like a Pee Wee's. It make I don't know. It just makes it work somehow. So Elvira is making money, we assume, by being a psychic. So there's this house that she and Aunt Minerva live in. Elvira is doing, I guess, psychic readings, making love potions. And I got to say, though, there's a lot of one-liners in this thing, Rob, that is amazing to me. I feel like almost... As if even Elvira was sitcomed. The way they wrote her, and sh- or she wrote herself, was very sitcom-esque, even for Elvira, which I kind of liked, though. It was like a mainstream Elvira, not that she's not mainstream. No, I get, wh- I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So I, I want to talk about the plot of the show and just get your like sort of opinion about what you think about because this tv show could have been about anything but this is what they decided on pair of witches minerva and elvira and their pet cat they welcome a long lost niece into their new kansas home and also have to contend with a couple of overzealous cops basically they get a new person in the house basically a maryland or she wants to be a maryland Yes. I got Pee Wee Herman vibes. Speaking of that, by the way, Rob, to oh, me, yeah. she looked like a female Paul Rubens. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen this actress before. This is Phoebe Augustine. And I love the fact that her name's Phoebe and she was, you know, playing Paige. She was playing a character <laughs> named Paige. But yes, yeah, so her father basically died. He didn't know that he had a child. Yeah. And so the mom basically told her about her, you know, aunts and basically was like go stay with them while you're out of boarding school and she just wants to be this normal kid but there is a possibility that she also may be a witch as well so what do you what do you think about this specific idea was this something that you would have expected from the elvira show or do you think this kind of hits it on the nose not at all and that's unexpectedly why i love it i think we're both big witch fans and something about it rob it's just so charming a matter of fact when the niece shows up i think that is the biggest laugh in this whole show for me rob she's in a school girl uniform but she looks like a girl scout and yeah. it's a joke that they build on twice elvira you know orders cookies and then later the aunt orders cookies as well but when she says Paige says i'm your niece and the way elvira delivers this line on my knees not for no girl scout the way she just says i laughed i really for multiple minutes i (laughs) what do you want my name is Paige grayson yeah so i'm your niece 
On my knees? I ain't getting on my knees for no Girl Scout. No, no. I'm your niece, Autovira! I think only Elvira could get away with it. But yeah, plot-wise, I like it. Because by the end of this, we got the idea that Paige was going to explore her magic more. They were going to teach her things. Maybe more shenanigans. At least setting up something decent. Plus the cops. Yeah, so, I mean, for, for a sitcom, they definitely piled in a lot in this first episode. Because I guess the conflict was handled just like that. Like, it was just... All of a sudden, it's over. The whole cast was there. Anybody who guest starred popped in at the end. Like, it was just, it was like a, you know, a, a pilot and then a finale all rolled up into one. Like, let's just see how everybody else is doing, um, which is not a bad thing. It was just a, a little, it was a lot. It didn't leave anything to, like, the mystery or whatever. So you just had to be like, what's going to happen next? I, I think the plot is okay. Uh, the niece, I wasn't a big fan of, but I think that's, again, due to the writing. So she's a sweet gal, and I think, a contrast to Elvira, there will definitely be some clashes, but it, it'll be fun for them to play off one another. So I, I, I like the idea, too. I don't know if it's, like, the best idea, but again, you know, who am I to complain over a show that, that could have come out in the 90s or whatever? My, what I got out of this episode was just seeing Elvira more and just do what she does best which is talk a lot of shit right and I think there is something in the delivery of her jokes and the way that she responds to things and you know she's she's kind of like this casual homegirl you just want to like hang out with yeah, like yeah. she doesn't necessarily see herself better than anyone else and so and, and again it's just I think anytime she sees like a beautiful man she just turns it on immediately and just gets into that mode and she just knows how to flirt. I I just like that. I just think she's funny when she is just being herself. So speaking of the man, it is a police detective. We see his name is Chip. There's multiple potato chip jokes, which to me sounds stupid on paper. But the way that Elvira delivers them, like, I bet you just can't eat one chip. (laughs) (laughs) You are? A chip. Chip Taylor. Oh, chip. As in potato? (laughs) 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 Bet I can't eat just one. And I think there's definitely an audience for that. I just don't know if it's big enough to capture, especially the viewers from CBS. So, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But what do you think about the whole police plot? Do you like this? Can't expose magic? Like yeah. a little show that we currently talk about every week on Charmed. I mean, this, this is a witch thing. You know, you're persecuted. You're always worried that someone's going to do something to you. But I like that. Like the don't expose magic part i was like okay okay we're building onto this charmed connection we got phoebe playing Paige. we got you know don't expose magic and then we have this woman who played on the first season of charmed who is prue's boss she plays the district attorney at the police department i mean they call her the district attorney i don't know why she's doing at the police department she was also on sabrina in an episode i looked up and picket fences so there's holly marie combs so you got holly marie combs no she she's a, a great character 
character actress. I see her all the time. She was even in Heroes. Uh, Always plays a bitchy character, I want to say. She she has the bitch face for sure. So I think she fits <laughs> that type of role better than others. This blonde wig was not doing it for her, but oh, I, I love her for wow. it. I, it was bad. It was a bad blonde wig, right? It was yeah. like Britney back in the day. But I think that this particular plot makes sense instead of just having some noisy neighbor trying to like not noisy sorry nosy neighbor trying to like you know expose them for being witches or whatever in in the beginning which is meant to be sort of like this intro gag to who elvira is she sells a customer a love potion but the substance actually puts her in the hospital she gets sick and so they (laughs) are sending in an undercover cop to investigate if she's selling like faulty you know products that can like harm people right so like it makes complete sense that they're you know that they're investigating her but it's just funny how he comes in as just this normal customer and then later we find out that he's a cop and like the audience was like ooh twist (laughs) (laughs) well I mean it's not like I guessed that it was a twist but I'm like is it really like that serious like oh he's a cop who cares you know but we find out that these people are trying to you know catch her in the act of of committing a crime and so that's kind of what the first episode is about but it, i guess they were setting it up that this woman is going to constantly be in her ear like a agent sheridan from charmed and constantly just watch her and make sure she doesn't do anything that can harm you know other people but she also has a personal vendetta because she's into chip yes and she knows that Chip is attracted to Elvira, so uh, that is, I was going to say that I like that that this, he plays this cop that seems like he's a, a nice dude. He's very Bob. He's very Bob from Mistress of the Dark. It's the same like. Yo- like just humble you know like everyday guy just you know is naive to like flirtations and stuff i he yeah so there's a part that they want to get Paige out of the house so she sends the Anne to get rid of her because she thinks she's having a date with chip it's actually a sting for the police and he wants her to sell the potion to him so she he can get like a sample of it so rob i think this is when we get the most sitcom-y sitcom moments elvira really wants to get this guy guy going he mentions that he has a problem sometimes with love just to you know get this love potion because she's insisting so she thinks he's got a little problem down there again lots of for at the time these are some i'm surprised how they even thought this was going to air unless maybe like a 10 o'clock like a late night sitcom yeah but i think this is hysterical she adds to the love potion starch starch yes to make him extra extra hard matter of fact she says she doesn't know how stiff it needs to be or something like that so she adds so much straw that this man turns into a board basically stiff as a board he becomes so stiff that she lays him across two basically sofas and aunt minerva comes home and Paige, and she covers him with this tarp they're putting pies on this guy (laughs) Then they just, at one point, lift him up in the air, and it's so light because he's, like, stiff as a board. It's just, like, a piece of, like, nothing for them. It's this, like, very comical sitcom moment. Look at this. It's Chip. My love potion turned him stiff as a board. Well, wasn't that the whole point? (laughs) He's an undercover cop. Oh, my goodness. You could get the chair for turning him into a table. (laughs) You gotta do something. 
I thought it was hysterical. I don't know. Is it me, Rob? Do I have a, a child sense of humor? Am I this that that innocent someone could just become a board and I'm like, oh, he's so stiff. He's between two pieces of furniture. He's got some pies on him now. <laughs> you just you just have a way of connecting to that type of old school comedy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I didn't laugh as much as you did i'm assuming but i <laughs> i did laugh out loud at some parts there were some like creative lines and and deliveries of some stuff in here and a big thing that Elvira has that's very unique and signature to her is that she has you know a very i guess she has an ample chest like she just you know her 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 breasts are basically a a very you know pun intended big asset to her and there were a couple of scenes and lines that sort of like focused on that and one of that is when she first brought chip in and she immediately turns to the crystal ball to read his fortune but in the crystal ball her boobs are magnified to look even bigger (laughs) in view of him and he's just like oh yeah i can see that you know whatever and then towards the end of the episode the woman comes in, the police woman, the district attorney, and she goes, this is a bust, which is, you know, 90s term for, you know, like, we're busting you in a crime. She goes, this is a bust. And then she goes, excuse me, no, this is a bust. And she, you know, refers to her chest. And I just thought that was so funny. This is a bust. No, this is a bust. <laughs> My biggest laugh my biggest laugh and I replayed this so many times because I just thought it was so this is the kind of writing I wanted to see throughout the episode was I'm this excited. Part right here was she is cleaning up to um, get ready for her date and she has a broom in her hand and she you know tells the rug you know lift up and I guess with her powers she lifted up the rug and she tried to sweep all the dirt under there which is already piling up as it is so they like half ass clean this house but that's not even it the rug slams itself on the ground causing dust in her face and so she starts coughing but she's holding the broom and she kind (laughs) of steps over it so she's like she's like standing but she's on top of the broom and so minerva comes downstairs and she's like are you going somewhere dear (laughs) insinuating that she's about to ride her broom outside of the house oh going somewhere dear I thought that was so funny because it's very rich witch related and you know it's just casual for two witches to even speak in those terms the setup yeah. was perfect the setup was so good and it did look like she was like on top of the room about to write it and so she was like oh where are you going and i just that was so funny that is the kind of stuff that i laugh at that i just thought that line was hilarious what did you think also by aunt minerva her laugh in general when she does that witch laugh it's like I guess her her regular laugh and she's trying to convey that she's not a witch to the niece and then she's like (laughs) yeah yeah she just she just does this old school cackle I don't know if I could take that more than just this one episode but it was cute yeah before you know it we'll have you flying around here in a pointy hat and a pointy bra (laughs) 
And that's the thing, this episode, it was it was a cute, nice idea and pilot. And when I watch TV shows, I never judge the pilot mm-hmm. as a whole. I always give every TV show at least three episodes if I'm really invested in the actual plot of the show. The delivery can always be improved, and sometimes pilots are filmed a long time before they yeah. actually get greenlit and really get into what it is that they're trying to do, which sometimes will result in a lot of changes in locations, style tone the pilot is just to give you a general idea of what we're going for but not necessarily will it actually match what they're going to do after like a couple of rewrites or whatever so like you can't judge a pilot just solely on that and that's why I think, like you said, Ryan, this show did have a little bit of potential, but initially as a standalone, I don't think it was strong enough for CBS. People say this about a lot, Rob, but I feel like it almost is ahead of its time, not only with the language and where we've gotten to with, you know, sexuality and things like that in pop culture, but even there's a point later on when the, the police bust is going down and they think they're going to be intact. Matter of fact, Aunt Minerva breaking the, gl- the glass with a cane and saying, you're not going to get me coppers or something like that was hysterical. Come and get me, you dirty coppers! Minerva, what is the matter with you? Nothing. I just always wanted to say that. She does this moment to the Supremes. Elvira, the Supremes are playing in the background and she's doing this speech about, you know, life and love. Like, it's it's so camp. And I think that's almost, again, head of its time. I think people would have loved that nowadays. All of a sudden, the Supremes start playing in the background and Elvira is just doing a, a monologue about something. So to that point, though, Rob, would you have liked this concept as a movie, just a one-off movie maybe with Elvira? Mm, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if they wanted to expand on the family tree from the first one, I think this would have been a nice sequel. But Mm. a standalone movie, I don't think so. That's just me. That's just me. What about you? I think I just want to see more of it. Oh, Rob. And I totally get it. I totally get it. I, I mean... I, I think Elvira is is still funny to this day and people still recognize her around spooky season and she will always be that wisecracking witch that everybody loves. You know, any excuse to see her on screen is is a joy. So, I mean, I totally get it, but I think that they could do stronger. I just think I want to see her more as well in the lieu of she started with her roots commenting on movies as, you know, the movie horror host s kind of thing. But beyond that, I like that we got the movie. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see Elvira playing the character and not just hosting something. That's what I feel like I really miss with the character. Because we still get her till this day. Rob was just mentioning she has a special coming out. So I think what I wanted to see, or what I would think would be kind of funny, is just Elvira being sort of this modern witch bringing magic into today to where like you can kind of excuse the whole personal gain thing and just see a woman who has the power to kind of just write her own story and just take charge of whatever it is that she wants to do but use it in a fun way she just seems like someone like I have all this magic in the world but I'm going to use it to not only clean my house magically but to half-ass do it at that you know it's just it's just her way of just 
how she would use magic if given the power to do it. And I think some of her quirky ways and and things that she would use to do, I just think they're fun. You know, just the way like in, in Mistress of the Dark when she's trying to make dinner and she created a monster instead. You know, like it's... <laughs> I just want to see tons of shenanigans of her trying to master her craft, but just fucking up all the time. Like, I just think that would be hilarious. So in closing, Elvira has wanted to make a direct sequel to the original movie, Rob. And she did mention Netflix, but I don't know if that's still in the running, but she always calls it drag for herself. So she always says when she's in drag, she can look the same as she did in the 80s because she wants to make a direct sequel. I mean, I don't know, again, this could be old news, but she wanted to make this direct sequel to the original set it in the 80s. That's all hip still. I would love, I would love a direct sequel set in the 80s as a Halloween special something. Or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be the 80s, but like she said, she can pull it off. She could still look like she did. I mean, she might not look identical, but damn, this woman is still gorgeous till today. So, yeah, and the special that Ryan mentioned earlier. So, Shudder is a uh, a horror movie and TV app where you can watch anything and everything horror. But she is doing a 40th anniversary special where she'll be doing what she does best, which is commentary on on films and just sort of giving her witty spin on anything that she watches and the movies that she's going to do includes her very own mistress of the dark but she's also doing uh house on a haunted hill and the city of the dead as well as the messiah of evil so this special already aired uh at the end of september anybody with shutter will be able to watch this on demand if you also have amc plus you can also watch it too because it's far as september 27th i believe is when it officially went on demand so i haven't watched it yet but i'm definitely going to check this out just to just to see what she has to say about her own movie if anything oh and if it's the city of the dead that i'm thinking of it's this black and white movie from 1960 that i actually really love because it's about this student who goes to massachusetts to read about witches so it's a witch movie as well so i didn't know that oh my god i'm really excited about that I got to go back and watch that now. If it's the same City of the Dead, God knows there's probably (laughs) a lot of City of the Deads around. You know, I don't know why you don't have Shudder on your... You know, you know, I really should. Because I pay for some some shit network. (laughs) 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 That I don't even watch half the time, but... This was a little shorter this week, but you know what? We are back with a whole new season, all new episodes every week. The month is just beginning. As I always like to say, Rob, when you're not hanging out over here, where can the lovely people find you? Currently doing uh, Brunch with the Hollowells, which is a charmed original series recap podcast. We are currently in season seven of eight seasons, so definitely check that out. It's uh, Brunch with the Hollowells on your favorite podcast app. And on Movie Geek and Proud, it's a bi-weekly movie podcast. And this month of October, we're reviewing the original Candyman as well as the uh urban uh horror anthology tales from the hood yes yes so definitely look out for that on movie geek and proud uh, on your favorite podcast app as well thank you rob and you could always reach 
the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast on Instagram, all one word, as well as the YouTubes. And we'll be back next week with an all-new spooky-themed episode, Radical Ones. As always, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Stay scared. Until next time, unpleasant dreams. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.